0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on a Monday, third segment of the Eagle Hour, brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located just across Highway 49 from the University of Southern Mississippi. 895 lunch every single day. Grilled pork chops, fried pork chops, catfish, it's all there, and it's really, really, really good. Four Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour, Luke Johnson and Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and beautiful downtown Laurel. Kelly John Sander joins us now. And, Kelly, we brought you up last segment. Um, you are a big fan of the Dixie Darlings. Every person that's ever been at a remote for uh, the Eagle Hour sees right before we go on air that famous music, and you uh, do your little... You know, hands in the air, imitating the Dixie Darlings. I heard you actually wanted to be one at one point in your life and were turned away and maybe never got over that. <laughs> but, but Kelly, um, chime in while we're at it about uh, the university becoming a safer place because the Dixie Darlings will no longer operate under that name.
1: The only thing that I want to say, in, in, in all fairness, try, trying to be fair on this issue, is we, you, I, or Bob, don't know what the feedback has been to Dr. Rodney Bennett or the director of bands. There, there could very well be several students that have, have voiced, you know, concerns about the term Dixie or darlings. Darlings could, could be considered sexist. I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying that the generation below us, they, they've been raised in a totally antiseptic environment to where the things that, that people our age don't deem as important are generally more important to them. So there, there very well could be feedback getting to the president and the director of the bands on this issue that we may not understand, but it doesn't make our opinion any more valuable or, than the, the next generation down. Well, That's well, all I'm saying. But,
2: well, it does in this respect because that generation is not the, is not the generation that this university turns to every day asking for money the generation that they're asking for money from is the generation that wants some of the traditions of the university left alone but it seems that- to me that all they care about people my age is money they don't care about what we think about traditions or what we think about our memories and our connections with the university, and I just think that maybe it's time to start considering everybody's opinion. And Kelly, let me ask you this: what is what was dangerous? Was it the name Dixie Darlings? Was it the music that they're taking away? What was it that made students feel endangered about the Dixie Darlings?
1: Again, Bob, I don't I don't know that answer. I, I'm just I'm just saying that that. That the generation below us, they, they don't see out of the same eyes that we do. They don't hear out of the same ears that we hear out of. I, and I'm not saying that we're better. I'm just saying it's a, it's a different world that they were raised in. So I don't know <sighs> to you know the extent of the complaints that have taken place. but You've got
0: to think, and even if it's not complaint, though, Kelly, you've got to think, though, specifically, and let's be done with this because there's a lot of news we got to right. cover with you, but... Let, let's let's just say they may also be trying to preempt something in the future. That that's what it's got. I just don't see that there is a majority of Southern Miss fans out there or even alumni that are saying the most pressing cultural issue dealing with the University of Southern Mississippi is the name Dixie Darley. Like I just don't feel I don't, and I could be hiding in a hole somewhere. But you feel like it's a preempt. It's not dealing with an issue.
1: And the last ten seconds on this issue, Luke, is Bob to Bob's point. The university has to understand by making those decisions, there are going to be financial repercussions. Right. And if they didn't think about that, then they blew it. Right.
2: All right. Well, let's move on to important stuff. And, Kelly, last week you talked specifically about Old Dominion University. Sure did. And lo and behold, Old Dominion announces that they're pulling out of fall sports. Does that mean we're not going to see Conference USA sports?
1: Well, I would I would think, and Luke can address this as well. I, I think the league would have to have at least one more school pull out. But as I, uh, you know, sent something to you this weekend, Bob, UTEP has shut down its football program for the time being because of uh, because of some positive COVID tests. So UTEP is not I even. I thought practicing. it was already shut
0: down. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, they <they've, laughs> theoretically they've been practicing, Luke. Right. And, right. And Did they you- actually. Showed up for their games, <laughs> and, 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 um, and Kelly, you found
2: out about tonight. this because you're one of their social media people, aren't you?
1: Oh yes, yeah. But, but you know, it, it is interesting, <laughs> oh, Bob. How you know us old school journalists? We can sniff things out every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, you're
2: right. Like,
1: you kind of saw this writing on the wall with Old Dominion. They were kind of setting everybody up on Friday, knowing that maybe this decision was going to be made over the weekend. You're right. But if if the Big Ten does vote tonight, you know there there are. Conflicting reports as to whether a vote has already been taken or whether the presidents have not voted yet, but more and more consensus now seems to be a final vote will be taken tonight that the Big Ten may close its doors for football this fall. And if that's the case, then you'd expect the the domino of the the Pac-12 to be gone. Now, in the meantime, the ACC says they're going on business as usual, uh, that, that nothing has changed You know the way that they're going to approach the league. The AAC says the same thing at this point, and this new uh, this new movement called "Let Them Play" uh, seems to be gaining some legs. So we'll see. But if the Big Ten and the Pac-12 go by the wayside, there's Fox Sports One is actually reporting that uh, there've been overtures to the Big 12 from Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, and Nebraska, saying, "Hey, have you guys got room for us?" If, uh, if this thing comes it, down the way we don't like it, uh, maybe in the future those four schools could go to the Big 12. So everything is right for the, for the Power Five pulling away from, from the, F, um, you know, the FBS. So if, if they were ever going to do it, now is the time to do it.
2: Hmm.
1: If the FBS Here's- were to pull away from the Power Five.
0: Here's the thing. So apparently with the Big Ten, they didn't vote. There was a a leak that there was a 12-2 to vote that happened yesterday. That didn't happen. The Big Ten basically leaked that to see what the response would be. And to Kelly's point, the response has been there are conflicting uh, people within Michigan, Ohio State, and Nebraska saying, all right, deuces, if y'all are going to lie to us like that. And so who knows about the Big 12? Here's where it impacts Southern Miss. We, I've heard through the grapevine that it would take more than two schools to pull out for Conference USA to fold. So if Old Dominion's the only one, fine. I, I feel ideologically that the Big Ten and the, and the, and the Pac-12 are tied at the hip. If the ACC stays in, you, the, the best thing for Conference USA uh, it's especially for the SEC, but if the ACC's in, you got to think of the footprint. It, the footprint of Conference USA does cover Big 12, ACC, and SEC. I just don't feel like the SEC is going to be bullied around by the Big Ten, especially after this big to-do. They came out Friday with their conference-only schedule. So if you're a Southern Miss fan and you want football this fall, the ACC staying in is a great thing, and you need to be an SEC guy all the way. Because if mm. the SEC has a season, I believe Conference USA will have a season. Um, and so the bigness and the hugeness of the SEC is the best thing for Southern Miss right now um, for them to basically say, hey, we don't care what the Yankees say, we don't care what the, the West Coast people say, we're playing football. That would be the best thing for the Golden Eagles. But, go but
1: also look, looking at the, literally and figuratively, the health of Conference USA, the next team you really want to have under the microscope is UTEP. Because with right. UTEP shutting down football operations last week, and with Old Dominion now saying they're out, it would be real easy for UTEP to say the same thing. Because when it comes to travel expenses and, and things like that,
0: who, who's got the biggest bill? UTEP. UTEP. Right. When they go on the road. Because yeah, but it got, balances it out. It, it, doesn't, hurt a, it teams, doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt a division.
1: Well, it does. Except, except other teams are only making one trip to UTEP, right? UTEP's making five or six trips. All right. You know, way this far east. Yeah, I'm so, saying
0: it doesn't hurt the conference though, if UTEP pulls out, you can still play with ah, twelve teams.
1: It, yeah, if if it but but then if two if two go Luke, then if there's somebody else on the and 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 in every instance, the school of course the Mac conference this weekend, the Mid American, they've pulled the plug on fall football. We haven't right. even mentioned that. They've already done that. Right. And and Old Dominion, when Old Dominion pulled out Both of the top reasons, other than the health, obviously, of of the athletes and coaching staff, but the other reason that both the MAC and Old Dominion cited was, guess what? Legal liability.
2: Right. And, Kelly, before we run out of time in this segment, I I know you were raised in the Midwest, and we we live in the southeastern part of the United States, and obviously the SEC, in a lot of people's minds, is the one and only conference, but – the fact of the matter is Mac football not being played. If that's followed by big 10 football, not being played in the central part of the United States. That is huge, huge news. Am I wrong about that?
1: It's it, it, honestly, Bob, it wouldn't be as big as a basketball season. were Right, you know, It's more basketball country up there, Indiana, you know, Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, some of those places who have had great te- Kansas, mm-hmm. who've had great teams over, over the years. But, um, which, you know, there's no no word yet on basketball and some of the quote-unquote fall-slash-winter sports. Right. Uh, you know, how those will be affected. But, man, oh, man, this thing. Jeremy McLean was on Friday, and look at all that has changed just since then.
2: It's a weird year, Kelly Santer.
1: And I can't wait for it to be over.
2: Kelly, are you still going to do the Dixie Darling thing with your arms when we get back on the road, irregardless of the name?
1: Well, honestly, Bob, my, my sleeve-long gloves now, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'm, I'm in mourning, quite frankly. <laughs> we'll be back.
2: Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top.
0: Four seconds of the Eagle Hour on this Monday brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg, Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Online, toyotahattiesburg.com. You can go on their website, see all their inventory. Great certified pre-owned vehicles, brand new vehicles, Tundras, forerunners, Camrys, Corollas. When uh, you need a new vehicle, go see our Good friends at Toyota of Hattiesburg, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. As uh, your kids are getting back into school, maybe they hadn't started practicing yet, D1 and DBAT in Hattiesburg uh, are there for you and your family. In the old gaddy town next to Best Buy, D1 and DBAT, uh, have great facilities and can help uh, you and your family uh, be the best athlete uh, they can be. Kelly Center on the phone uh, with us now. And, and guys, uh, you know, you, you talk about the, Kelly, you mentioned about the ACC, um, staying in there. Trevor Lawrence has been a big component uh, on, on Twitter, uh, saying, we want to play, we want to play, uh, President Trump coming out a few minutes ago. The student-athletes have been working too hard for their season to be canceled. Hashtag we want to play. That's kind of been the anthem as the opposite of we are united, which you saw from the Pac-12. It's been a movement we want to play. Frank Gore Jr. tweeting out just about an hour ago, futures are at risk. You can't have a season in the spring. If the draft is in February, let us play football. This is not only a sport. Some play to put their family in a better situation and had to wait a lifetime for this moment. I think canceling the season is selfish and unfair. Kelly, there has been, uh, and, and to their point, and to Trevor Lawrence's point, if you just if you don't play football and, and you do online learning, you basically take college football players from a controlled environment where they can be tested, where they can be in some ways in a bubble. You send them out all over to the four corners of the world, and that's kind of been the attitude, what, what Frank Gore is saying here, what Trevor Lawrence is, has uh, been saying also, is that in some ways having a season protects the players more because it allows them in a controlled environment.
1: The controlled environment isn't the issue. The issue is when they go out, but, but not aside from the fact that they're football players, it's any of these college kids. When they get out and about, and, and, and look, it's, it's no secret that younger people have, have very little difficulty generally battling this virus than older people but that's what it comes down to is if these kids get out in the community and then you know spread it to older people we keep we keep forgetting in this about our hospitals which which are stretched to the max as it is okay so it's it's not necessarily about how they handle it it's it's if it happens to spread among our older communities and things like that where hospitals you know would be needed and are we're trying to cut down on, you know, the amount of hospitalization. But I understand, you know, I understand that point. But there's already, I mean, even in practices, UTEP has has had an outbreak. It is, it's invariable that there are going to be outbreaks. And do you get, do you get a season started and then potentially shut it down? Because this team has an outbreak, so we can't play them this week. There's a, a place to move the game. And I think, and just from, from that point of view, I think conferences just it's look at the Mac among them just says so it's gonna be easier just not to have to deal with it. And even even the person who's the most negative will acknowledge that, that a vaccine, you know, will reportedly take place in the early part of next year, if not sooner, which that certainly would help the situation. And to Frank Gore Junior's uh point, if they Unless they've made a change that I don't know about, the NFL draft is in April. Now, I know that they have, you know, their workouts. I think you meant the things.
0: combine. I think that's yeah, what you meant. Yeah, I
1: was going to say the workouts and things are, are prior to that. But, look, this it's not an ideal situation. It's just not. No. But, uh, but because it's not an ideal situation, there's not necessarily an ideal solution.
2: There, there's another now, factor, too, Kelly, and that's liability. And you know as well as me that when they start playing football – and people start falling ill, lawsuits are going to follow.
1: They're going to be on that commercial. You know, if you played college football right. in, the, in the fall of 2020, you might be eligible for compensation. Right. You know, and Bob, that's as we mentioned, the Mac and Old Dominion, besides safety, it was legal liability. Right. And it's, we, live in a, we live in a litigious society, you know. Um but.
0: I think it that's the reason and the, the scapegoat is health and safety. I mean yeah. call me a cynic. No, just, no, no. Scott Frost the, the 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 coach of Nebraska just said that just this just got put out a little while ago. Scott Frost, it seems like we're looking for a lot of reasons not to play. Scott Frost, if we don't play football, we're not going to be able to pay for anything until we start making money again. I think that's what these presidents know. They know they don't want to be sued five years from now. And so they're going to chalk it up to health and safety in In the meanwhile.
1: Now the uh. NFL, you guys, uh, uh, just leaking out of the NFL, if college football is not played this fall, the NFL is asking itself, should they play on Saturday and forego the traditional Sunday schedule?
2: Hmm. You could have NFL well, football Thursday, what? Sunday, Saturday, and
0: Monday. That would be the only one thing for sure in the NFL, guys. The NFL will not hold live national anthem performances this year, quote, due to COVID nineteen.
1: <laughs> well, the Bengals have already said that if they don't win any more than three or four games this year, they're already cho- chalking it up to COVID nineteen.
2: <laughs> Real quick, how are the Detroit Tigers doing, Kelly?
1: Doesn't really matter, Bob.
2: No, they were 6-2 and or something like that, right?
1: Yeah, no, they're actually playing much better than expected, but they'll come back down to earth pretty quick. There we go. Because I'm cheering for them. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Lots to talk about this week. We'll continue that conversation tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top.